0: I want to mention a sister who, she doesn't know I was going to talk about her. Matter of fact, she isn't even here, but she's somebody who has has been on my heart. Uh, Another one of these people I've known for many, many years, Uh, and that's Sister Pauline Outerbridge, Sister Coleman's sister. You all who from East Coast, you know her. You know she's been a faithful sister in the Lord for many 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 years now she's, she's sick she can't come out to meetings uh, right now but she's been on my heart I take her as a member of this congregation and as a member of this congregation I, I, I know we need to lift her up not only uh, in our prayers but in times of communicating to her see that's what we're called to do we're we're, we're called to reach out to those who uh, maybe can't do what they would normally do and I know her as as pastor of this work I know her uh, to be a sister that loves God and I know that uh, it's a proper thing for us to do so uh, unless she protests which I don't think she will uh, we're adopting her as a member of this congregation I said you can go back and tell her. And, and I know I know Sister Pauline, if if there's anything wrong with it, she's gonna tell you, all right? But I just wanna mention her because I want to tell you something, she's important to me. She's not here, but you all have fellowship with her. She's been among among you. And uh she's not to be forgotten and we all encourage her and lift her up. So I want to send her back with that message, and, and Sister Molina, she left. All right. Well, I, I don't want to uh, instruct Sister Molina to make sure that she gets a message of of every service, so she'll know what's going on here. She'll she'll be in our midst, even though she's not here uh, physically. I don't I don't want to forget Sister Pauline. Amen. Uh, I did a teaching. On something that I consider to be very, very important for the body of Christ. It's not something that I hear taught on very much, but I want to tell you something. It's something that, that affects many believers in the body of Christ. And it's something that I call spiritual abuse. Spiritual abuse. I have been. Interested in this for some time. I have been studying for a while and reading scripture. Uh, Just recently, uh, I was talking to my daughter-in-law over here about it, and she suggested a couple of books to me that turned out to be wonderful. Uh, if If you want a good book, this is simple to understand. Get this. Healing Spiritual Abuse by Ken Blue this is one of the books that she suggested to me. Um, spiritual abuse is a serious matter. We all know about wife abuse and child abuse and, and sexual abuse and all those kind of other things. I want to tell you something. i come to realize that spiritual abuse is just as bad and maybe worse than any of these others. Mm-hmm. And I come to find out, and I say that because spiritual abuse is usually done by somebody who many times doesn't realize that they're abusing you. It comes from people who are in authority, sometimes those who are given to watch for for your soul. Spiritual abuse is so hard to deal with because uh, tied up with the abuse is the thought and the feelings in your own mind that Uh, These people can be trusted, that what they say is God, and if you don't agree with what they say, then you don't agree with what God says, and many times you're out of the will of God. It's not talked about very much, it's not spoken about very much, but it is a serious situation. There are some of you who are in this room who have come out of those situations, and, and even as I speak this, probably some of you is, have a feeling of guilt just to entertain that notion that somebody who is supposed to be spiritually uh, watching for you and caring for you, that perhaps could be somebody who is abusing you in the spirit. Mm-hmm. Abusing somebody means that you just take advantage of your place or your authority over somebody uh for your benefit, but the problem is that you cause harm to that person, usually psychologically and spiritually. You cause damage to them. Uh, I have many times seen people who don't go to church and they've gone to church and they say, I won't go back to church because this happened, this, 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 this. this," And they've been damaged. They, 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 they can't trust God because of, of people who misuse them or mishandle them. Last week, I began to talk about that. I'm not going to talk about that again this week because it's a heavy topic. I don't want to lay something down on heavy on you every week that I come before you. Uh, but I will, for at least a few more sessions, do some teaching on, on this. You know, ending up with how do you get free? And how do you nullify uh, all, of, all of this that may have happened to you in terms of spiritual Abuse. Uh, we, we're going to deal with it because I realize that many people in the body of Christ who have suffered this and uh, they've never dealt with it and it's affecting their lives. So that's what we dealt with last week, but this week we're going to deal with something called encouragement. Everybody needs encouragement. Amen. Amen. But before I do that, um, I, I can't ask. I can't ever come to to speak with when my my daughter-in-law's here because she's such a gift. Without having her bring something to to worship God and, and to uplift us and, and and just to bring us in a, in that sort of uh, atmosphere. So Courtney, I'm going to ask you to come and sing a song or two, uh, and, and, and uh, after you finish. Then I'm gonna uh come up and I'm gonna break some better life. With you. Amen? Amen.
1: Oh, Lord. <laughs> 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 oh Lord, I gave me a phone about a week ago with easy to uh
2: to, to, to learn to, to sing with me I just recommend I sing that I'm going to share that with you guys Father I come With holding nothing I just want to love you And be with you always Father I come with holding nothing I just want to love you and be with you always Oh Father I come with holding nothing I just wanna love you We <laughs> you always. I just want to follow you. I'll go where you want me to. Oh yes, I will. I just want to know
0: want to love you and be with you always that, that wraps up everything if we can do that if that's the desire of our heart God can do anything that he needs to do in our life if we truly not just say it, if that's really what we want to do just love him and be with him always that's all it takes isn't that, isn't that something Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I thank you, Lord, today. Father, I give you praise and honor and glory because you're worthy of it. Lord, we do love you. Lord, with everything that's within us. And, Lord, we can only say that because you first loved us. Lord, you know every one of us who is here, every family that's represented, you know what in our hearts we want. To do, Lord, and, and, and truthfully, that is just to let you be God and fellowship with you forever. And, Father God, we, we give over to you. Do what you want to do. Say what you want to say. Take us where you want to take us. And, Father, in doing all of that, we know you'll bring many into the kingdom, Father, Would strengthen us and give us a heart to love, a heart to care. Help us to let that mind is in Christ Jesus, Lord, be in us, Father. We thank you, Father. We bless you today for what you're going to do and for bringing us this far in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. I'm going to talk to you about encouragement. The power of encouragement. We, we we often know and see the power of discouragement. There's a lot of discourages out there. Life itself and the things that go on is enough to discourage you, but God has called us to a life of encouragement and the power of it, amen, Amen. Uh, and and, and there's a lot of power in encouragement, and we're called to do it, amen. Let me give you a little definition of encouragement that I chose. Encouragement is the act of giving hope or support that inspires confidence and a will to keep on keeping on. (laughs) <laughs> Let me read that again Yes, I like that It's the act of giving hope Or support That inspires confidence And a will to keep on keeping on Amen mm-hmm. You know As believers There's no losing for us If we'll keep on keeping on Sometimes it's hard for us To keep on keeping on Sometimes Sometimes uh, the way we're looking at things, uh, wind, we wind up being discouraged. Courage is, is just that ability to, 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 to look on the right side, to look on God's side, and to trust God to do what He, he said He will do. We all need encouragement sometimes. The aim of what I'm going to share with you today is simple. The aim is to inspire you, first as individuals, also for this congregation to inspire you and to cultivate in this body a culture of encouragement. A culture of encouragement. Your culture is the way you look at things, the way you do things. It's, it's the thing that brands you. So we say... I don't know whatever we've come out of, but what we're going to go into is a culture of encouragement. We're going to encourage one another. We're going to lift one another up, not put down. That's going to be like the, the DNA of this ministry, to encourage. And, and where, we, where we have been lax in doing that, we're going to learn how to do that. Uh, I, I look at you folk who, who don't have children yet. Learn how to do this for your children. If you become an encourager, uh, you need to know that you have to encourage your children. I grew up around a lot of uh, Jewish folk when I was a young boy, and and, and I couldn't believe how uh, they encouraged one another. Uh, You couldn't discourage your best friend if he was a Jewish kid around his mother because his mother would stop you. And say, "Hey, that's not my son." You would say something negative, and many times I've had that happen. You Kids know, say things about one another, and uh and, and it might be a little negative. Kid's mom would stop and say, "No, he is this. He is that. You know, he he's a good boy. You know, he's smart. He's this. He's that." That is woven into. Their society, woven into their religion to encourage their children. We need that. We need that to encourage one another as a body. I'm going to show you where the Bible tells us to do that. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, encourage you to do what? What? I hope to show you that you need to be encouraged, to be generous, to be lavish, to be extravagant with your encouragement. And to understand the great power of encouragement. Not to be stingy. Uh, uh, You want to be somebody who is liked by people? Be an encourager. If people don't like to be around people who are always putting them down. Some people wonder why they don't have any friends and whatnot. Well, they're negative. And they put folk down. Some, some churches wonder why they're not growing. Some churches wonder why nobody uh, uh, comes in and is drawn. Well, a lot of times because they haven't learned how to encourage folk. Mm-hmm. They discourage people. They put down everybody from the door to the pulpit mm-hmm. for no reason. Now, let me let me say something I'm not talking about a I was going to use a word but that's not scripture and it's certainly any Christian I'm not talking about people who ingratiate themselves with you you know you know what I mean to ingratiate ingratiate means to to try to get into somebody's good gracious by sucking up to them Y'all, you, you all know yeah flattery is a better word you all know those kind of people. They come around you and, and, and they're just flattering you and you say, what do you want? <laughs> oh What's really in your mind? I really don't trust you. I'm not talking about being that kind of person. I'm talking about being truthful. But, you know, you can learn to find something good about people just as well as you can to find something bad. Yeah. If you get your mindset to to, to be able to be one of those kind of people, you'll have a lot of influence in people's lives. I'll tell you what, as a leader... In, 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 in any kind of Christian endeavor You have to learn to be an encourager Or else you you lost from step one Because people need to be encouraged Amen Amen, Amen. Uh, I heard a little story once And probably you've already heard this story it's about the sleepy son Just an example of why I'll show you how we all need to be encouraged uh, There was a, a a young man And he Started off this week, he was tired when he started off, and his mother watched him as the week slowly went by. He just got more and more tired, more and more uh, disencouraged. He got more and more uh, to the point where he could hardly get out of bed. And so from Monday through Saturday, he just wore down until it got to Sunday. It came to Sunday, and his mom heard the alarm door off, and bam, he would hit that alarm, and it would snooze. Another 15 minutes, bang, he hit it. And so she decided, hey, I better go up and try to help him get up out of bed. So he, she came up. She said, son, uh, I see you hitting the alarm. It's time to get up. It's Sunday. He said, mom, just give me one good reason why I should get up today. He said, well, number one, it's Sunday. And it's a day to go to church. He said, "Alright, what's the second one?" She says, "Well, Number two, you're 43 years old. And you know better. <laughs> and she said, well, what, what's the last one? And she said, well, number three is you're the pastor and the people expect you to be there. I'm going to tell you what, sometimes pastors need encouragement to get up on Sunday morning. I tell you, don't lie. <laughs> so we all need to be encouraged. Amen. Amen. Uh, I say again, encouragement has great power in your life if you can learn uh, to hook into it. I'll tell you, if, if you're able to encourage people, you learn how to enrich their lives and vigorate their lives. You can come up to people and see that they need to be encouraged, and just by a few words, a few actions, a few things you do or say, uh, you can kickstart them room, and where they were headed down to have a bad day, uh, once they come in contact with you, uh, they can eat off your tree and get some of that fruit of life off your, off your branches, and uh, the day will be changed altogether. That's power. And that's power. And people look for you. I'm telling you, people will look for you because everybody wants to be up. Nobody wants to go through the day down. They want to look for somebody who is going to Help them, and guess what? You and I are called to be the call to be encouragers. We really are. Uh, this is not an old wise. tale. Go with me to First uh, Thessalonians the fifth chapter. I've done a lot of talking. Let me let me show you what the word says in a couple of verses. 1st Thessalonians 5 I'll wait till the pages stop Turn Alright 1st Thessalonians 5 Beginning in the ninth Verse says this And I'm reading from the Amplified Today It says for God has not appointed us To incur his wrath God is a good God. God has the wrath of God, but it's not a partner for us. You understand that? All right. And He did not select us to condemn us. God didn't save you to condemn you, no matter what someone preaches. But that we might obtain his salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Verse 10, who died for us so that whether we are still alive or are dead at Christ's appearing, we might live together with him and share his life. Oh, don't you want to share his life? That's what I'm talking about. Share his life now, all right, and in the future. Uh, verse 11, therefore, encourage. Now, encourage means to admonish or to exhort. One another and edify. Edify means what? To strengthen and to build up one another just as you're doing. The Bible says we are to encourage, edify, build one another, lift one another up. If we're going to be in the will of God, that's what we're called to do. Uh, We're we're not called, we understand, we're not called to the wrath of God. Uh, We're not children of wrath. Amen. Does the Bible tell us that? A mindset should not be on, 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 on being beaten down by God. God is not, not that. He's our Father. Amen. God builds us up. We're supposed to build brothers and sisters up. Huh? And mind, look for something good if you can. And deal with that. Amen. Amen. Uh, go with me to Ephesians, the fourth chapter. I'm going to ask you some questions. I I love to ask questions of the people of God. Ephesians, fourth chapter. And God is telling us in this fourth chapter around Oh, I couldn't read a whole lot, but uh I don't have time, so we're going to start at the uh, the 28th
1: verse.
0: Okay, Ephesians 4 and 28. Oh God, this makes me laugh. Let the thief steal no more, but rather let him be industrious. Making an honest living with his own hands so that he may be able to give to those in need. Let me, let me stop and tell you a little story that happened yesterday to, to Jack and myself. Let the thief steal no more. You know, there was a time if somebody made a mistake in a store? My favorite. That I considered that just something that came from God. <laughs> I'm telling all myself, I was in the store, we were in Sam's yesterday, I don't know if I'll tell you all this, or you may look, look at me as a cat after this, and I had gone back to buy a few more of these chairs, I had a good deal on them, and I, I want to get a few more to kind of fill the room out, right, and I had six chairs in a basket with some other stuff, and I was watching the girl as she was doing a little wand to make sure they didn't overcharge me. And I noticed when she did it, she only did it five times. And a little battle going on inside. <laughs> and while the battle was going on inside, boom, it was all, we all checked out, right? Uh, now, my conscience was killing me. I'm walking out in the car. <laughs> I'm going, I know that's not right, Lord. <laughs> That's stealing, Lord. I got six chairs. On paper <laughs> so I only paid for five. So I know when I talked to my wife, what the deal was going to be, right? I said, Jackie, should we go back in there now, or should we call, or should we just send the money back in? What, 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 what should we do? You know, I knew that my conscience would not allow me to. Uh, i have come that far, y'all, to, to, to keep that. And she said, look, it's raining cats and dogs. I'm not going back in here.
1: <laughs> so
0: she got home, and she called the store, and so she's going to go back this week. And this, this verse came back to me. Let every steal, steal no more. <laughs> and i was saying, Lord, I thank you that you've gotten that far with me, that you don't let me take that. And I can remember when early in my walk as a Christian, hey, that was mine. <laughs> Lord, you gave me you gave me twenty bucks. Yes. But the Lord won't let me do that no more. Amen. Uh you're gonna be tempted, you're gonna be tried, and you're gonna be tested. But I thank God. So this I threw that in there just to give but the verse I want to get to is twenty nine. But nobody go telling it, nobody, it Pastor Jay was doing that. Or that happened. Remember, I'm going back to the store. Daddy's going to take the money back to the store. You can ask her. She'll, she'll do it. You know she'll do it, okay? Okay. 29. Let no foul or polluting language, no evil word, no unwholesome or worthless talk ever come out of your mouth. But only such speech as is good and is beneficial to the spiritual progress of others. And it is fitting to the need and the occasion. And that it may be a blessing and give grace, meaning God's favor, uh, to those who hear it. Wow. That's a mouthful. He's saying, use your mouth to bless. Not to curse. Use your mouth to encourage, mm-hmm. to build up. Use your mouth like God would have you to use your mouth because the mouth is powerful. The speech is powerful. We're the only one thing that God, and maybe angels or something, ever uh, created that, that can have speech like that. And He says, use that God-given faculty that you have. To bless and not to cur- encourage people uh, with your conversation. You know, sometimes you can come upon a bad situation and encourage people in that bad situation through it. Amen? Amen. Now, let me ask you a question. I said I was going to, I was going to ask you questions for once in a while. I, I, let me ask you this. Is encouragement a regular part of your life? Right now. I imagine some people can say that, but check yourself out. Is encouragement a regular part of your life or what you do toward other people? Let me tell you what, you got a divine calling to be an encourager. It is not simply a Option, it's a commandment from God to be an encourager. I'll tell you, when I began to to look at this, God began to deal with me about areas of my own life where I needed to be more of an encourager, of areas of my own life where I I could have been more positive than negative. So I know it. He did the same to you. Uh, let me tell you a little story from my own past in uh, junior high school. Some of you have grown up in, in city schools, and you know uh, that from time to time you come, you come again, you come, and you deal with teachers who were anything but encouragers. Every teacher who is in the school, or a lot of good teachers, are not simply there to benefit the child. Some people are in jobs for a paycheck. Mm-hmm. It's like that in every profession. And I happen to, from uh, say third to sixth grade, happen to have some teachers who are particularly bad on encouraging folks. Matter of fact, I've had a few who discouraged me to the point that I thought I was a dummy when I. Got into 7th grade. I, I had no idea that I could do any of the things I could do. And I, and I had a teacher. Uh, I had a couple of classes. He was my home teacher. He, he taught uh, stuff like English and social studies. Mr. Lynch, I'll never forget him. And Mr. Lynch was an encourager. Mr. Lynch got what we call the hard heads to study in his class. Guys who were failing everywhere else will get A's in his class. I kid you not. Everybody who came to his class was prepared. Why? Because he was an encourager. He knew how to let people know that, uh, listen, you are more than people might say about you. You have a good brain. Uh, you have a calling in your life. Uh, you can do this when, when someone would stand up in class to say something, even though they might not been exactly there. He would know how to encourage them. So nobody was afraid to stand up and speak. And through his classes, I learned that I wasn't a dummy. I learned that I had a good brain, I had a good mind. And that changed my whole life. One encourager. You can be that for a person. Just one person can be that. I had early on in, uh, earlier than that in uh, Trenton where we live, I don't know if you have them now in the cities, but they used to have what they called short officers and they used to have a policeman and we had, uh, oh his name is, is starting to escape me now, but uh, his job, older gentleman, probably close to retirement age, but he had been doing this for many years. He was a truant officer. And kids skipped school. He was the guy who went after him, right? But he was such an encourager. Everybody loved this dude. He would, he would catch him out there doing what they're doing. And usually he was able to talk to them in such a way he didn't put them down or whatnot that they didn't do this too much anymore. Uh, when you would see him... On the street, everybody knew Officer Dennis. Hey, Officer Dennis, he knew all the kids. So what I'm saying to you is there's so much power in your ability, especially you and me who were born again, to encourage folks, uh, and we never see that. See, our tendency is to uh, chastise folks. Our tendency is to criticize. That's natural. That's fleshly. That's easy to do. But to, to get on the God side and let that mind was in Christ be in you and be an encourager, that's something that requires a little bit of work on your part. I ask you, is encouragement a part of your life, a big part of your life? I don't know what you, you answer, but I'll tell you this, that uh, I've not been able to answer positively in every area in my life. Uh, And I know that there's some of you who haven't haven't gotten to be perfect yet like me. So there's something that we can do about it. I don't care what what environment you get into, you need encouragement. I, I remember Michael Jordan. I remember something he said once. You know, Michael Jordan, everybody was screaming when Michael Jordan was out there because of all the things he did with the basketball and everything. But I remember him saying, one, one time, uh, he said, well, what do you do sometimes when you're in, a <clears throat> you're in a situation where you're in a place and maybe your uh, people are booing you and whatnot? He says, how, how is it that you get up and do the things you do? He says, you know what? He says, many times I can look over and see my father sitting in the stand he says and I know I have one person that's going to encourage me what he was saying is I've got so much encouragement from this man that it covers all the booing all of the naysayers and everything when I can look over and I can see him then it's all nullified how many of you know that We are in the game of life. And how many of you know there's a lot of times that people are going to boo you and things ain't going right. But you can look in your heart and see Jesus and understand that God is for you and nobody else can be against you. You've got somebody who's encouraged you. You've got the Holy Ghost down on the inside of you. And as long as you've got him, uh, you can't fail. You can't fail, but it's something you have to do. Uh, if you're like me, you like compliments. Now let's be honest. You like compliments, but I, I, want, I want to tell you something about compliments. Compliments are biodegradable. You know what that means that's like that's like having a paper bag, and if you put a paper bag in the dirt, in a few days it's practically disintegrated. That means you need another one. So, husbands, learn something. It's hard for me to learn. The compliment you gave your wife yesterday, it's not enough for today. She needs another one today. See, it might last a little while. I am a wife. Mm hmm. It's all right for a little while, but it ain't gonna last forever. You hear me? Don't be like, don't be like the, the suffrage husbands. Uh, his wife She was on the verge of divorcing him Right And she says you know what She says you haven't given me A compliment Since we were married The day we were married You know what, What's with that I, I, I can't take this You don't let me know That, 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 that I'm, 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 I'm appreciated what, What's that all about And he says yeah He says I told you <laughs> The day we were married That I love you he says, and if anything changed, I'll let you know. <laughs> you know. That's the way he thought. I told you, so you've got to understand that. But he didn't understand that compliments are the kind of things that people need on a daily basis. Uh, that's a part of, of your human nature. <laughs> and you've got to deal with your human nature. You need to be lifted up. Uh, you, need to, you need to know that you appreciate it. Uh, and if you're a person who lets people know that they appreciate it, people will let you know uh, that they appreciate you. You gotta if you wanna get it, you gotta give it. Amen. 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 Uh, have any of you ever been so discouraged that you felt like giving up? I think I think all of us have. That if if we're honest, at some point with certain things, you've been discouraged Mean your courage has been just about lost. It's been dissed. No courage. See something about courage. To be courageous demands a challenge. You remember uh God told Joshua to be courageous and very courageous to take courage well he was being challenged understand challenges a part of life God says be encouraged you know I'm on your side well God wants to encourage us but sometimes the only way we can get the courage of God coming to us is if somebody else speaks to us God has put us in in his place, in this this situation, to encourage one another. It's a big part of believers to be encouragers of one another. Uh, You know, we don't think of it a lot of times, from from time to time. We we look for the pastors to encourage us. We look for people in ministry ministry to encourage us. But really, uh, those who are in those kind of leadership capacity, all they are are examples to us to one another. That's what we're supposed to do. Lift one another up. You all know somebody that needs to be encouraged. You know somebody right now. You know somebody who's in a difficult situation that needs to be encouraged. How difficult is it to speak a few words to, to lift them up and raise them up? Amen? And it's not, like I say; it's not something you do once in life and you never do it again. It's something that you have to get get a habit of doing. Let me let me show you. So I don't have time to go through the scriptures. Uh, I've written a few scriptures now. I'm going to show you some people in the Bible who were encouragers, just to let you know that it's uh, God has always required this from His men and His women. Moses was an encourager. If you read in Deuteronomy chapter 31 verse. Six. Moses says these words To the children of Israel Be strong And of a good courage Do not fear Nor be be afraid of them For the Lord your God He is the one who goes with you He will not leave you Nor forsake you I'm going to tell you what Those words are as true today As they were then You can use the same words To encourage your brothers And your sisters today Uh Hezekiah in 2 Chronicles 30, 22 New King James Version and Hezekiah gave encouragement to all the Levites all the, all the preachers the king encouraged the preachers of this day Amen Josiah 2 Chronicles 35 and 2 He appointed the priests to their duties and encouraged them in the service of the Lord's temple the government encouraged the people who were in the ministry, Amen. Uh, Judges twenty twenty two, but the men of Israel encouraged one another. Mm. See those in the body, they encourage each other. Hallelujah! You're blessed if you're in a group of people who are encourages. I'll tell you, uh, Apostle Paul was an encourager in, in Acts the twentieth chapter, the second verse. It says this, he traveled through that area, speaking many words of encouragement to the people. Lifting folks up, strengthening folks. Acts 16 and 4 says, after Paul and Silas came out of the prison, they went to Lydia's house where they met with the brothers and encouraged them. Mm. How many of you know a guy named Barnabas? It mm, is his, his given name when Barnabas or was Joseph, J o s e uh, s. He was such an encourager that the folks changed his name. Mm. Barnabas means son of encouragement. Mm. Amen. Uh, in Acts eleven twenty three, we read this about him says, when he came and had seen the grace of God, he was glad and encouraged them all that with purpose of heart they should continue with the Lord. That's, that's Barnabas. All right? And I, Who is our ultimate example? It's God himself as an encourager. Romans 15.4 and 15.5 says this, For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us, So that through endurance and encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. And verse 15 says this. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you a spirit of unity among yourselves as you follow Jesus Christ. Let me give you a few practical ways that you can practice the power of encouragement. Number one through your speaking. We spoke about that a lot. Proverbs 16.24 says this, Pleasant words bring healing to the bones. Lift someone by telling how you appreciate a certain person. Uh, Brings healing to the bones. A pleasant, that means an encouraging word to a person. How many of you know, uh, and and, and, and I know this is true because I've tried this, you say something negative to a person in the right way, and when they leave you, they'll walk with their head down. Mm-hmm. But you say something positive to them to encourage it, them, and they, they leave with their head held high and their shoulders back. That's the power of encouragement. What's another way? Through writing, we can encourage people through writing. We got emails today, right? Oh, how what a wonderful thing! I get so many wonderful emails from people that are encouraging to me. All right, and I, and I send them out too. Uh, I'm not talking about snail mail. You don't have to wait to send it. You can send an email to somebody. Uh, don't don't have to be a, a ten page letter like I send an email. I send the right tones when I when I write emails. I think people get tired of me sometimes. I are just right, right, right. Uh, but it can be a short message, thinking of you, you know, da, da 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 to lift somebody. It's simple, easy, cheap, don't cost you anything, just a little bit of time. Uh, another way, and a very good way to encourage somebody is with your presence. Psalm thirty-four, eighteen 18 says this, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted, but often the... <laughs> listen. And I just said this. The Lord is close to the broken hearted. I I mentioned um, earlier on, you know, that there there are people, some who are even in our midst, some who are not. Uh, And I mentioned specifically Sister Pauline, who is not in our midst. But she needs to be encouraged. All right? uh just someone's presence, in her presence, is an encouragement to her. You know, God don't always show up in a bright cloud before somebody's bed, but sometimes He'll send you. When you show up, that's God showing up. They they realize, hey, God, you thought enough of me for you to come and see me. The presence of a uh, being in the presence of a person, uh, being a helper. Just using whatever uh simple skills you have to be a help to somebody that's an encouragement. You come alongside somebody that's struggling with something and especially you can do it easily. you just get in there and help them a little bit to get over it to get to get done with it It's an encouragement It's like so many people uh that have come along in this ministry there's so many things they can do so much better than I and 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 usually. When I let them know that I need some help, they just jump right in there, and they do it. And uh, that's an encouragement to me, to, to, to be helped that way. Uh, another one uh, is touching. Oh, hallelujah. Did you notice in Jesus' earthly ministry that he was a touchy-feely kind of guy? See, Jesus wasn't afraid to get close to people. I'm talking about proper touching. He wasn't afraid to put his hand on somebody's shoulder or on their head or to give them a hug. Uh, sometimes you can't say what a touch can convey just to, to, to grasp somebody's hand. Uh, we, we, all of us in here, you know, we're used to hugging one another. I know all y'all. I know that, that that's something that we do. That conveys something. That's an encouragement. That says, hey, I care about you. And I care enough about you that I can be close to you. I want to let you know uh, that this is how I feel. I, I feel warmly about you. Mm-hmm. Touching. I'll tell you what. Uh, those of you who who have little children or are going to have children and, and one day, be a person that touches your children as much as possible. Hug them. Kiss them. You know, just be a touchy-feely kind of person with your child. You convey things to your child by touch. It's been proven scientifically that a child does not touched much, that's not cuddling and whatnot, uh, they grow up with problems. They do it with animals in the, in the lab. They take, a, they take a monkey and, and put it off to itself. Uh, and separated from, from a parent, and there's no touch, there's there, there, no contact, and that, that monkey grows up with serious problems. Mm-hmm. Something is conveyed by touch, by laying a hand on a person in, in a certain way. There's an assurance. There's something that's supernatural, and it's not just for healing folk. I lay hands on so many people for healing, for deliverance and all that, but there's something by, about you putting your hand on a person. A gravity of touching them that conveys something. Mm-hmm. to the, And it's spiritual. And it's powerful. Mm-hmm. Just a touch is enough to encourage people. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be a giver. To give to somebody when they have a need. Whatever the need happens to be. It'll always have to be money. Just be your time. Uh, hospitality. Some folks are just so hospitable Uh, when you come into their presence they're always giving they're always serving just letting people know that hey I appreciate you I want to encourage you pastors like these kind of people you know you go over they fix the dinner whatever they do whatever. you know just letting folks know that we care about you hospitality uh It's powerful. I'll tell you a little story and then I'm going to end up with a scripture. And And it's this. And it's a true story. There was a man. He was a beggar. Now, I don't see it happen much today, but when I was young, we used to have in our town a guy who had no legs. And he used to sit on a little cart and push himself around. And he was a banker. This was the only way he could make a living. And uh, usually he had a, a couple little uh, pencils or some other little thing that, you know, somebody wanted, when they gave him a donation, he would give it to him. And there was a guy who was a banker, and he used to be outside the bank, and his banker would come by, and every time the banker came by and dropped some money into his plate, He would take a pencil from him, And he he speak to the guy. He said, look, you're a merchant. You're not a beggar. And he did this uh, for many, many days. He said, you're a a merchant. You are not a beggar. And one day he noticed that this guy was no longer sitting at the bank. And sometime later, some months, another part of, of town he came to uh, a little store that was set up, and he went in it to buy a newspaper. And who was behind the counter but the old beggar? He said, wow, I wonder what happened to you. He says, yeah. He says, you encouraged me by what you said. You told me that I was not a beggar, but I was a merchant. He said, and so I started finding things to sell to people. Mm. And making money and more money. He says, and I got blessed. He says, and now this little store is mine. He says, and I realize what you said was true. I am not a beggar. I am a merchant. So there he was with his own business and whatnot. Why? Because one guy encouraged him, and that's the way it is with us. We are called to encourage. We we are commanded to. Encourage. If we're not encouraging folks, we're sinning. That's part of the power that God has put into our life to encourage, to lift up, to build, to strengthen, to encourage, and all these few ways that we we, we just quickly went over uh, here. I want you to go as we end up in Philippians with me to the second chapter. Love to read this out. first verse and Amplified, but you can get lost in the wording, and I can spend the rest of the afternoon and tomorrow in it. So I'm going to read it in the King James. First verse says this in Philippians two: If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the spirit in any bowels of mercy and I'm going to switch over now to the amplified verse 2 it says fill up and complete my joy by living in harmony and being of the same mind and one in purpose having the same love being in full accord and of one harmonious mind and intention verse 3 do nothing from factional motive, through contentiousness, through strife, through selfishness or for unworthy ends, or prompted by conceit and empty arrogance, instead, in the true spirit of humility or lowliness of mind, let each regard the other as better and superior to himself, thinking more highly of one another than you do of yourself. Let each of you esteem and look upon and be concerned for, and not merely his own interests, but also each for the interests of others. Let the same attitude and purpose and humble mind be in you which was in Christ Jesus. Let him be your example in humility. Now, I shared last week, what is this mind? that we are to let to be in us. You read the verses that we just read. This mind of humility. This mind of esteeming others uh, as more than yourself. This is the mind that God says that we ought to let be in us. Now, if if by the Holy Spirit, and, and, and what we're talking about here is now, we're talking about fruit of the Spirit. And you know love and those things that they aren't are simply, they're not a gift from God to you. You know those things have to grow. It takes time. And, and, and uh, I ended up last week talking about basically from the same thing about how people who abuse you don't really uh, realize that this is the attitude as leaders that they ought to have. Uh, that they ought to be ought to realize that as a as a pastor or, or as an elder or as someone else who's given uh, authority over other people that uh, the meaning of that term is not so much in your position but in the way you serve people. You see, in my mind, when people call me pastor, right away comes to me servant, not lording over people, but serving people. And I don't care what, if you're in a firefold or whatever you're in, you are a servant of, of people. And I want to tell you, to be a servant leader in the kingdom of God, uh, you have to learn how to encourage people. Why do you encourage people? To, to, to get a few uh, uh, good points in their book? No, you encourage people because why? You value people. You esteem them more highly than yourself. They are valuable. The thing so many times that happens with people, uh, even in churches, and sometimes especially in churches, is that we devalue people. Yes, Lord have mercy. See, God has an infinite value on every one of your souls. We can't value people more highly than God has valued. You, did you know that? Do you know you are the most precious thing on the face of this earth to God? You are so precious that God sent the best that he had, which was his son, to die simply for you. And those in leadership ought to realize that. This man, this woman, this person, uh, that, that I'm going to serve, they're precious to God. You will have a hard time encouraging people if you develop love for people. I think it comes through sometimes some hard things. It comes through some difficult situations. It comes through making mistakes. It comes through all kinds of things. But the Bible says, Let this mind that was in Christ Jesus be in you. Do you understand? Jesus had to make a decision to love people. He had to make a decision to say the right thing to them. He could have said the wrong thing to people. He could have said Like we do so many times. But he... He decided to let love just have its way. And that's the way it is because why he knew that that was the, the position of power. It wasn't weakness to lift people up. It was power. Amen. Can you understand that? That's what it, it's all about. And so we are called to be encouragers. We are called to release the power of encouragement in the lives of people who are around us. The Lord said, do you want to be greatest in the kingdom? Become servant of all. Greatness in God's eyes is not like greatness in ours. You're the greater servant. You're the greater one who looks out for people. You're the greater one who encourages people. And God elevates you in his kingdom. I don't care what men do. It's, it's not It's not important to me anymore. What they call me or where they put me or they don't put me. Lord, what do you say about me? Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. And, that, and, that's, and that's my sole purpose in this thing is to try to raise up a people. Let God raise us up in a point where we will have the mind of Christ. Where we will be encouraged. Where people will be drawn to Christ. Where not only will we have the power of God active in in our lives and showing forth. But we'll also have the character. We'll also have the love. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Father I do thank you and I bless you. For bringing forth your word. Lord I That which you've spoken into the ears and the hearing and the hearts of your people, that Lord, it would stay. It would not be, Lord, drawn out and and, and pushed out or flushed out by other cares, but Lord, that it would embed itself like a seed in all of our hearts. Lord, you would see that we've not only been called, but we've been anointed to encourage. Lord, we would realize the power and the authority in encouraging people, Lord. That, Lord, it is a kingdom principle. And, Lord, if your kingdom is going to be established with you, Lord, we have to love people and we have to be encouraged of people. I thank you, Lord, every man, woman, and child in this place today and every family that's represented, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that we're all called and, Lord, we're all equipped to do everything that you said in your word. I thank you, Lord, for your peace, Lord, and your happiness and your joy. And the truth that has set us free In Jesus name Amen Amen Amen. Amen. Hallelujah Praise the Lord Glory to God Amen I set myself free today Amen. (laughs) Amen. Amen Amen Is there anybody here Who would like prayer Concerning anything We would be Most happy to pray with you Uh and if not, we'll we, will, we will chill out and go home. I'm already home. <laughs> I've said that so many years. Already, I can't go anywhere. I can't go out to eat or something. But uh, anybody who wants prayer for anything, Amen, Amen. Y'all have been a good group. Thank God. Folks who love Christ. It's easy to speak to people who love Jesus. You know that? I know you're, I know you're serious about about your walk, too. And I, I thank God that you're going to see marvelous things coming out of this little corner. Why? Because uh, because of me? No, 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 no. Because God has ordained it. And because uh, we have set it in our hearts to do what God wants to do. Amen? Amen. We, we really mean to let God have, have his way and uh, I'm so I'm so fortunate to uh, have good people like I said before I'm so fortunate to have associations with with, with folks like my son and, and folks over there throughout my life and and some other preachers that uh, uh, not yet spoken to but some who call me and and, and, and express certain things and um, we we just blessed. For those of you who are who, who who are just visiting, pray for us. We we truly want to be a New Testament church in the truest sense of the word Amen. We we covet your prayers. We really do. Um, we've seen a lot in the, going on in the kingdom. And it's time out for everything but what God wants. And that's what we're endeavoring to do. So we we thank you for for being here today. We thank you for uh, just making it what it was, Uh, also by your presence. And uh, we look forward to seeing you again. Pastor, you want to say anything now?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just being encouraged. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: thanks for having us Please um, for blessed. that you know I remember being a little boy in junior high school and dad time about starting church <laughs> so it many years later <laughs> so um, I, I believe that God's going to
1: take you um, this year make a great impact the kingdom of
0: God um, and, and displaying his, his will on earth. So I just want to encourage you all with these words that your um, neighbors that is not a day, but that, that their lives of many other people who will join and come from far and near just to be a part of it. So, Amen. Amen. We thank you. We thank you.
1: Amen.